Support for the Great Quad Cities Listen on WVIK comes from the Joyce and Tony Singh Family Foundation. My name is Margarita Mojica, and this is Juan Valtierra. Juan was Margarita's student many years ago in her ELL classroom for English language learners. Margarita has been wanting to interview her former students to learn their stories. She spoke with Juan at the Boys and Girls Club in Moline during Mercado on 5th. Can I start by asking you when and where you were born? I was born on October 4th, 1994, um, in a small town called El Carrizalito. That's in the state of Guanajuato, in the city of Irapuato, so it's like just divided up in a bunch of sections uh, in Mexico. In Mexico. Mm -hmm. And you were my student in fifth grade. But how old were you when you moved to the U.S.? Uh, I was nine, turn, about to turn 10 years old. So I was going into fourth grade. So when you came to the United States, you entered fourth grade? Mm -hmm. Yes. You, you entered fourth grade. I've often wondered, and be honest, of my students... I'm going to ask you, did you enjoy school? Or was there anything difficult about it? I did enjoy it because growing up, um, my mom raised me to really challenge myself in school. Uh, so when I would get home, when I, at a very young age, she would uh, you know, write out math problems for me. And uh, she would have me just go down the, the list of math problems. And that was actually pretty fun for me at the time. Um, as I got to middle school, uh, with me not being able to speak English that well, it became kind of difficult to mm -hmm. make friends. So um, it was a good and bad experience at the same time. Good because I had a good, um, a great teacher, which was you. Okay. Uh, and I had, I had good friends in that class. Um, it wasn't that many kids that I could talk to like mm -hmm. that, but um, I think being in your class really, like, helped me out a lot. Um, nice. Because you really focused on, like, the person uh, as as a person, not just another number, yeah. uh, as we tend to see in other schools or other classrooms. Uh, but I, I would hope the classroom felt like a family. It did. did. It feel like it a did. family to you? It did feel like a family. Um it was a whole different world going out was it? to the other I classes. Know. It was know. a whole different world. So it was almost like we had our own clique. Yes. But we didn't really. So uh, because we could communicate pretty mm -hmm. well with each other. But when we would go out to the other classrooms, we felt like outcasts. Really? See, that's yeah. what I'm wondering. That's what I've wondered about my students. When you say you felt as an outcast, you know, that group that would leave our, our classroom... What was it that you that you experienced, or why do you say that? Um, well, part of it was because there wasn't a lot of uh, Hispanic students. No, there weren't a lot at that time. At that You're time, right, there weren't. At that time, so um, I struggled find I, like finding an, my identity within uh, the other classrooms mm -hmm. um, where we didn't really speak about culture as much, um, okay. and it almost felt like. I had to work extra hard. Part of it was because of the language barrier, but another part was because um, 
I didn't have uh, friends in those classes like okay. the other kids did. Because uh, I would always see that there was other kids who had, like, lifetime friends, right. it seemed like. Right. And then I came in, like, the new kid. Like, and it's hard in middle school. It's very hard. It's already difficult in middle school. Now you're adding, knowing, uh, learning a new culture, yes. learning a new language. I've wondered for my students, did you ever use your first language when you went out to other classes? And if you did, what kind of reaction did you get, positive or negative? Most of the time I didn't. Um, Can I ask you why? Because there was nobody to talk to. Okay. Um, the only class that I used it a little bit was in Spanish class. Oh, in Spanish. <laughs> Which okay. was, like, minimal because even the teacher, like, would speak English most of the time. Mm -hmm. uh, the only time we, we would speak Spanish was when, like, we would learn no me gusta Pepsi or something okay. like that. <laughs> you know, just simple yes. stuff like that. Yes. Or, you know, choosing Latino names or something like that. Okay. Uh, other than that, you the only... You used it. Not really. Uh, okay. Part of it was because I felt insecure. Okay. Uh, I barely I spoke. Why? Really. Why did you feel like you would that it would be looked upon as negative to use your Spanish? Yeah. Um, when those those were some very confusing times for me because mm -hmm. um, I couldn't speak Spanish because I felt like people were gonna judge me. Or uh, oh. at that time, there was some kids who didn't appreciate that as much. Right. Uh, they would feel offended. They would think I was talking about them when in reality I wasn't. Yeah. Um, but in the same time, I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could speak English either because when I did, I would make, I would make, I got made fun of um, because I wasn't pronouncing words properly. And, can I ask where that would happen? Would that happen uh, in, in the hallways and the cafeteria and the classrooms? Not the classrooms, that? uh, gym class uh -huh. where, you know, we can, we're kind of all in our own groups, um, cafeteria, uh, hallway sometimes. Oh, um, you never told me. I did. I don't know. I just didn't feel like, um, it was something like huge at the time. Uh -huh. But now as I look back, I like, it's, I wish, I wish I would have said something. And I know that there's a lot of kids going through it now that uh, if we could, you know, at least mention it, right? you know, to somebody, uh, it could definitely make a difference. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I'm so sorry you felt that way. No, no, don't be oh. sorry. <laughs> what about the dance? Because I know you dance. Yes. Where did that come from and when did that come in? So when I was in high school, I watched uh, MTV. At that time, there was a show called America's Best Dance Crew. Uh, and in there was a crew named Jabberwockies. They okay. were th actually the group that won the whole contest. And I saw them, and I was like, man, they're super cool. Like, they're dancing really cool. Um, the musicality, I think, is what attracted me. Um, from there, I started just practicing in my living room, looking up YouTube videos. I'm like, you oh, how to, okay. how to glide, how to break dance, how to you know, all these things. To where uh, I did that for a while. I built up the courage to try out for the talent show at UT, uh -huh. United Township. What grade were you? I was a sophomore. Okay, sophomore. I was a sophomore. Try out for the talent show. Yes. 
uh, with uh, my friend. Uh, I had a friend at that time named uh, Cruz Sandoval. Did you both practice these YouTube videos together? Yes, we, okay. we practiced. We would. Uh, we actually had this like special move where he would run up to my <laughs> arms, to my hands, and I would throw him up in the air. <laughs> And he did a backflip. It was okay. super dangerous, but we were young. So. You didn't know what you were no, doing. No, <laughs> we just did it, and it worked. Everybody was going crazy at the end. Uh-huh. Um, and then from there, he didn't continue doing it, uh, but I kept doing it. The following year, I tried out again. did it by myself. Everybody uh, noticed me as the robot kid. It's like, oh, that's the robot kid. Uh-huh. I was walking down the <laughs> Is hallway. Is that your move? I was doing a lot of robotic moves. Okay, yes. that was your thing. Yeah, that was, it was your my thing. thing. That was your thing. Go now, on. how were you able to do that and balance your studies? So, um, when I was going up, especially towards my later years um, of high school, yes. Okay, um, I had a lot of friends that really weren't the most positive friends, um, okay. and now that I know better, I know I should have surrounded myself with better people who mm-hmm. uh, encouraged me more towards uh, the educational side of it. Um, but when I was uh, at that school, I still I was still good in school. Um, I wasn't as good as I started off. Okay. I will admit that. Um, what would you say your grades dipped down to? It dipped down to B's and C's. I was That's used pretty to, good, Juan. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> I was used to A's, though, like all okay. A's, straight A's. So uh, when I was, like, getting a B, I was like, man, I felt bad. And then I went down to a C. I'm like, oh. What's happening? Yeah, like, what's, <laughs> what am I doing? Uh-huh. Um, but at the same time, like, it was a, a confusing time because I was dancing. I was gaining more confidence. But I also I was losing, like, that... Uh, studious side of myself okay uh, what drew you to that crowd um probably lack of friends growing okay. up uh okay. not knowing uh that uh, you know that that crowd wasn't good for me mm-hmm. um and they were just welcoming to me um they were cool with me they would uh-huh. joke with me uh okay they were you know, encouraging me. They filled. They filled in a need. For yeah, you. They, they did. did fill a need. They for did. You. They okay. did. They did fill a need for you. All right. Before, before we leave, I'm going to ask you. You know, you're you're a young guy still. What goals do you have for your future? What do you see? Something that you would like to accomplish at some point? Dreams or goals that you have? One. It's a lot. That's a lot. Um. I know, like, for me, you know, when I was in high school, uh, I didn't do as well as I could have, especially towards my later years. Uh, So that uh, ruined some opportunities for me to go to college and and do really good in that. Um, And then also uh, not being born in the country uh, has a lot of... uh, uh, obstacles and it's difficult for me to get financial aid and yeah. scholarships and all that kind of sort yeah. of stuff uh, so I would like to raise enough money to be able to go to school uh, I'm getting interested in sound engineering now uh, nice. because I see the influence that music has on the youth Yes, and I want to make uh, more positive music for the youth to listen to that is still relevant to what they listen to. Yes. So same, similar sound, whole different message. Yes. Um, 
and I want to be able to provide opportunities for young artists that are coming up, uh, whether they dance, they sing, they rap, they uh, do poetry, or they just draw or paint. Um, mm -hmm. Eventually, I would like to create uh, like a community center, uh, build community centers mm -hmm. uh, back in my hometown, maybe another one around here somewhere. Uh, maybe travel to different countries and create uh, different opportunities for underprivileged kids that don't get the opportunity That's like that. That's just who you are, Juan. You were always kind <laughs> in middle school, <laughs> and here you are. You are. You, you just grew up to be a very kind man. Man, yeah, it's all very, by the grace of God. It's all by the grace of God. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I love your goals. Thank you. And Thank I know you. they're gonna happen. Oh, I know it too. They're gonna Just happen. Patience. Yeah. Patience and hard work. I mean, I love that you've kept that positive attitude from the time that I met you in fifth grade all the way to now. That that's just who you are. That's not something you can fake. No. That's just who you are. Well, I love that we have this time to talk. You know, the story of Juan. <laughs> the story of Juan that I wanted yeah. to know about. And so I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you so you. much for doing this and uh, for inviting me to be a part of it. The story of Juan Valtiera, along with his former teacher, Margarita Mojica. To share your story as part of the Great Quad Cities Listen, sign up for a time and place to record at greatqclisten.org. This project was made possible thanks to generous sponsorship from the Joyce and Tony Singh Family Foundation.